Hey, 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 welcome to another edition of The Other People Show on this rainy Friday night, 11.08 p.m. on 92.5 WLSD The Vault. Man, it's going to be a great show tonight. We have the creator, director of Psychosilico, Tyler Payne, in studio. How are you all doing tonight? Man, it's good to have you in studio. Dude, it's dope to be here. This is really cool. Nice setup. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We got a lot to discuss tonight, my friend. Hit me with it. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, word, uh, before we get started here, uh, you want to give out some social media plugs so people can follow along and know uh, what we're talking about as we go along? Oh, perfect. So, uh, my TikTok is the one that popped off. So, at PsychoSilico, S-Y-C-O-P-S-I-L-I-C-O. I know it's spelled funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's reasons for that. You just got to look into it a little bit more. Yeah, when I was, when I was, you sent me a lot of cool promo shots today. And when I was uh, posting on the social medias, I was making sure that I spelled PsychoSilico correctly. And I wrote it freehand multiple times on many sheets of paper so I would just know. So, very cool name though. Very cool name. Appreciate it. Now, you got back, uh, what was it, the week before last? You were in um, a short film competition with your film. Um, tell us a little bit about that, if you want, if you would. So that was just a 10-minute um, cut of an hour and 20-minute feature-length film. It's my first feature-length film, actually. But um, we took it down to about a 10-minute cut to put into that. And I took some of my most violent and gruesome scenes that I could to really push that out there. Right. And for that, we win best gore, so you can't go wrong with that. No, not at all. Not at all. Now, when, once this is the God's honest truth here. Once I um, learned that uh, I knew that you were going to be in there, that uh, I knew you would win best gore, it, I, it, it didn't, because I, I knew the categories. <clears throat> And uh, when, once I learned that your your project was in there, I was like, you, you, you've got to win hands down. See, I didn't know that best gore was an option yet. Okay. Yeah, no idea. I got there, and I got in character, and I was talking to the guy who was running the show. And I was like, hey, so w what's going on with everything? And he told me a little bit about it. And he was like, yeah, no, we're going to be running um, all kinds of different, like, you know, places that you can win with. He's like, best gore is one of the categories. And I was like, oh, God, i got to get so you had no clue going into it? No, I was just doing okay. it for the fun. Very cool. Now, you've been working on your project for uh, a little while, right? Yeah. Okay, so you want, can you, I don't know if you, how much you want to tell. You're, you're welcome to tell, tell what you want. But where did the uh, origin come from from this project? Mental illness. Okay. Depression. <laughs> um, so this started off as... Ooh, shoot. You know what? Let's just let's start with the movie. Let's go from there. Okay. Okay. So with the movie, um, I'd made my social media account, and I was running off of that, and I, I kind of got a d decent little following. And I was like, you know what? If I hit if I hit 10k, I'll make a movie. I thought maybe make a little low budget something other. Well, then it went started skyrocketing, and I started getting more and more following after right. that. And then uh, after that happened. Now, how long did that take? Because I noticed on your your TikTok, um, did it bl did you know it was going to blow up the way it did? Not at all. And when it did, how how quickly did it blow up? So, 
I made it in October and in November it was already at like 5k but I'd already got permabanned once okay so I, I came back from that I had to go through all this stuff because of how violent everything was I didn't know what the the line was for right that. so uh, I tiptoed a little bit too close to the line and I was like all right no more TikTok for you you're out okay and, and that's a month in that's a month in. Okay. So then I was like, all right, how can we play with this and not go overboard? So I read over all the, the you know, requirements and the legal stuff. I was like, all right, so the way I can get away with this is if I don't use this tool and I use this tool instead, it can still be a bloody mess. Right. But if I use a power tool, that's dangerous acts can't do it. Okay, so it had to do with, like, the... the the usage of the weapons other than just the carnage. Yes. Interesting. Because all the carnage is just uncanny valley stuff. Right. So that allows me to, um, where I use the doll heads and I'm, you know, massacre and mutilating those. Right. That allows me a little bit more. Leeway, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm not, you know, I can get away with a little bit more with that. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the implications are still there. Now, here's a question that, that I've uh, wondered. How many doll heads do you, do you own? Or, or have you went through, do you think? Go, going through, I can count. Okay. I've gone through about 15. Oh, just 15. I, I, I assumed it would be more than that, just 15. Okay. We're, 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 we're careful with it. Right. Because, you know, you can make something amazing like this out yes. of it. Yes. So, and each one of those heads, they, they aren't cheap. Right. So don't want to just throw it away. Well, I'd seen something else that you had done on your TikTok, and it seemed, um, it was like you'd have the dolls, but it would have like a before and an af- after. Oh, Yeah. So what, what, what did you call that? Is there a, an, any kind of a transformation uh, title or anything called? Is that called any particular thing? No, that's just the, 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 the process, the, uh, the, the plastic surgery in general. Okay. Yeah. So tell us the, maybe a little bit of the plot of your, of your film. Okay, so the movie, it, it does play in with the TikTok quite a bit because it's kind of an ARG element. Right. So with that in mind... Um, and this seems pretty pretty uh, inventive for a, for a feature, for it to kind of have uh, I don't want to say spawn, but it's kind of an in, uh, you know like sometimes when they have a film they'll release you know maybe some some graphic novels to go along with it or digital this, but this is kind of like TikTok has spawned in this is kind of like a, a, a rebirth into the, the theater screen sort of okay so. Um... I've always wanted to make a movie, didn't know what I wanted to make, and then when that started getting the traction, you know, I've been telling little stories and like little snippets on TikTok, so right. it just made its way more into the, um, I practiced with like little videos to do a feature length film out okay. of them. And like when I would make a TikTok, I'd be like, okay, this would be how long it would take to shoot this scene or do this, I can do this because I know how to do it this way on this camera right. so it'll be easily translatable into a feature length okay that's pretty cool <clears throat> so how when how long has this been going on in your mind to that when did you know the moment this i'm gonna this is gonna be my feature this is gonna be my the project that i devote because i don't think a lot of people realize that if you do a feature and, and do it correctly it's going to take a lot of time a lot of toll on you mentally physically and uh creatively mm-hmm. and uh, it's not quite um, as cookie cutter and easy as a lot of people might think it might be. So when did when did you realize this is going to be the feature that I'm going to devote all, a lot of my time to do? 
whenever it popped off, when things started blowing up, there's more people interested. And I was like, okay, so we showed them the gore, and then we bait and switched them, and then we're going to show them more of the uh, the story aspects, the right. elements of the who the character is, what he's doing, why he is the way he is. Okay. And some people got it, some people don't. You know, like whoever follows the story enough will get to see it. Some people are there just for the visceral action. Right, right. So you had you had mentioned before, not on the show, but I guess to me in private, that um, you had had death death threats. Death threats. You get death threats with the with this kind of work. It's fun. It keeps you on edge. It I'd keeps say. You smart. Now, and and you said you also had a huge following in another country. Yes. Which country was that? It was Russia, but with the whole Ukraine situation, yeah. Russia was kicked off TikTok, and I'm I'm really sad about that. Oh yeah, they oh wow, they all of Russia is kicked off of TikTok. A lot, of, as far as I know, unless wow. you use a VPN. Wow. Okay. Okay. But, uh, I, I used to have a, a good following in Russia, and I miss them. They're they're out now. Right. Um, but now it's in uh, Brazil. Brazil, I think, is my second largest follower base. Brazil or Mexico. Okay. It's weird because we. Um, the show has a following in, um, it was an odd, not an odd country, but it was a country that I would be like, them? Like, Istanbul. Like, something random. And and we were also banned in, uh, two episodes were banned in Turkey. Oh, nice. So. Nice. I kind of like to wear, and I'm sure you do, wear the badge of, like, uh, you know, you're, you're the badge of hate, or the, you know, people hate on us, or, you know, we're, we're banned as a badge of honor. Yeah, no, it is, it's a good thing to have. It's like an achievement. Yeah, the, another yeah. achievement. So you were talking about, what What are some of the influences that you have? I know you say uh, a lot of video games. Walk us through that a, a little bit, because I'm very interested, because you have a vi- the look of your film <clears throat> and your TikTok is unlike anything that I've seen. So let me touch on this part real fast of it first. Okay. So the original inspiration of the uncanny horror that pulled me in was uh, YouTube sensation Shay St. John. Okay. Because it, it was the only thing that tripped me out. Okay. I was like, oh, that's weird. That's creepy. It made me feel something. Let's I'm going to write that down. Chase St. John, right? Shay St. John. Okay. Um, the guy behind it, he passed away in 2010, sadly. I found out about him in 2012. But... Um, that's just that's what got me into uncanny horror and then after that video games in general is uh something that i'll do to pull myself out of reality a little right. bit of my escapism and that like elder scrolls um fallout all the big open world rpgs a lot right. of those realms the witcher things like that um you can kind of make your own story in your head right and play with it and play with ideas and kind of get a, a block out of things like See how it would play out. See how it works. Right. Okay. So that's what I do with like cyberpunk and things like that. So what? What was one of the? You know, you had told me that, and this kind of surprised me that you that you didn't really watch a lot of movies. I don't at all, really. Um, <clears throat> I've I've recently started watching a little bit more movies, but not as often as I should probably. Right. When you do, what do what do you find yourself gravitating towards? Something that that you know, or something that you're trying to discover? Depends. Depends on mood. Oh, uh, same. Terrifier. I actually love that movie. It's it, it was the movie that made me feel confident to make a movie. 
um, I was sitting there with uh, some family. We were watching it and kind of drinking and having a good time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were just laughing at how over the top it was, especially the the one scene with the girl hanging upside down. Come on, we know this. Right. That scene, fist biter. But um, (laughs) it's a good shot. It's well done. It's very graphic. And that, that made me think, oh, you know, I want to do this. I can do this. Right, right. Let's do this. So that was a kind of an influence as well. And when, when was the first te- Terrifier? I know that Terrifier 2 was this past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the first one? Like 2016, 20... okay. 17. I, I was... watched it like, I watched it in 2018. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've only seen the highlight scenes of those. I've not seen the actual film of those. You should check out a movie called uh, Infinity Pool. Okay. It's by a, a director, uh, a director David Cronenberg. He directed, um, I guess, The Fly would be one of his biggest movies. But his son, uh, Brandon, um, wrote and directed uh, Infinity Pool. And <clears throat> as a director myself, I that would be a movie that I would be like, I wish that I would have directed that. And uh, I think it would be right down your alley. So, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about uh, Psycho Silico. So when I started this project, it was right after what I would call a divorce. And uh, I wanted to play with my cameras. I still wanted to make things, but I'm a one-man crew. I'm a one-man production crew. I edit. I do all of it. So it's like, what can I do that, you know, balances out with everything? So I thought about all of my stuff that I'd shot through college, all the things I'd worked on. The original, like, first cut of Psycho Silico was... uh, you know, just getting as much violent, visceral shots as I could for a college project. Right. And then that grew in my head, and I started telling myself stories and just kept piling on and piling on. Then I was like, you know what? Let's do let's do a photo series. So I did a photo series first, and I inserted a, uh, a very lewd photo of myself into a... Um, a uh, what it was a worldwide art gallery. Okay. Like I wanted to submit, I wanted to give it a shot because I had a uh, an issue with the way my body looked. Right. So let's get you know completely naked and lay around with a bunch of severed heads. Okay. While I'm wearing a face. Right. Why right. Why not? Right. Exactly. So uh, that one's going to be hanging on my mantle. I love that. that I like. I actually like the thought of that. Yeah. Uh, I I can I can see that. I want to get it printed off on uh, on metal so it has that like glisten surreal oh, yeah. like pop look to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, soon, but um, that was the piece that allowed me to break out of the shell I'd put myself into, and when I put that into, like, I didn't get into the the gallery, but yeah, it's okay. Right. You know, it was the fact of going through that and just yeah. doing it. Like, that within itself made me feel way more confident and comfortable with myself. Right, I can imagine so, because you broke free of everything that you had been uh, entrapped within, yeah. basically, and you were free the way you wanted to be free. Yeah. And then uh, after that, it was just everything I could see in my head so clearly. So I was like, let's just make it. And I did. And then uh, I would start, like, posting little bits of it on Instagram and things like that. It wasn't really getting any traction. Right. One of my friends who uh, has schizophrenia told me, she said, this is the closest thing to my mental illness that I've ever seen. Like, really? it captured it very well. She's like, you need to put this on TikTok. And I, I fought it for a couple couple weeks. I was like, oh, no, 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 it's not for me. It's not for me. And then she really laid into it. It's like, put it on there and see what happens. First month, 5K. And I was like, no way. That's great. Yeah. Now we're at like, what, 200 and something K? Yeah, I saw. I, I Now, I was kind of like you. I had a TikTok for a while. 
Um, I never really got on there much, and I didn't really post anything on there up until probably when I first started this show on 92.5, so maybe uh, the 1st of May, around the 1st of May. So, um, But I'd had it for a while, but I was like you, you know, had kind of resisted the urge to do it. Um, just because there had been so many other things, uh, you know, personal things as well. And, uh, you know, with the, um, you know, I'd seen the traction you had gained and I'd, a couple other people had said, you know, you should, you should really try to do TikTok. So, yeah, I'm glad it's exploded for you. It happened out of nowhere. Yeah. And honestly, with all of the, um, with all the shadow bands, it, it, it's a shock that it makes it out. And, 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 man. See, I thought so too. I'd posted something very tame. And this is the truth. I'd posted something pretty tame. And then I had went, I hear a little echo somewhere. Huh. Maybe I don't. But anyway, I had, um, it was very tame. It was like, um, I do a series called The Dark Place every Wednesday. And we highlight um, a, a certain killer that, of that week. And I just had like maybe a bloody, it was a crime scene photo. But it was like maybe a bloody hammer or whatever it may be. And I was, it was like, uh, I, I guess it was shadow, what it was, what it was, it, it wasn't banned, but it gave a warning before you could click on it. Yeah. And, uh, and then I actually went to yours and I was like, well, how does, how does Tyler post, post that when mine is nothing like that? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm glad you did it. I have no and idea. And I'm glad that you've learned, uh, so you said which... Which weapons? You said the power tools. No power tools. Okay. I, I pretty much had to become a lawyer of uh, TikTok's terms and services. It's right. ridiculous of how much. And they change it so often. So really? One tool is legal one month, and then the next month, that tool, I can't use it anymore. I have to put it to the side. Now, what's the tool that you were most surprised got banned? The drill. A Real? power drill, of okay. all things. But I did make an attachment for my power drill for my movie. That has a uh, a doorknob like yeah. bit on it uh -huh. plus a big long drill bit, so uh, I didn't get to use that because the drill that I used turned out to be like a concrete drill. Yeah, and it wouldn't take the bit. Oh, I mean, you've seen the scene, right? That was the scene that we did that with. But um, I still have the uh, the doorknob bit, and I used it to create one of my other characters, which is Holly. She's got the big like open eyes, wears the spandex, and right. things like that. Now I had seen. I'm trying to think. It was. I don't. I don't think I'd lived here at the time. It was a couple of years back, and it seemed like you were. And you may not even remember because you've. I think it might have been live. Did you ever used to go live? Uh, I still go live very okay. frequently now. Sometimes I would. I would see you live. Then you do Twitch a lot now, right? No Twitch. Oh, no Twitch. No Twitch. Okay. Twitch would kick me off instantly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it was. It was a while back, in uh, maybe a couple of years ago, and you were. Um, Seems like uh, in character, and it seemed like some doors were open, and I could see like outside, but I really couldn't see what was out there. It just looked like a black abyss. But I, I knew the doors were open. That was my second live I've ever done. Was it? Yeah, I still have that head that I torched. Okay, we yeah. We had to have it. We had to, had to have airflow because I didn't want to set off fire alarms. Okay, because that was one of the first ones that I had watched. Yeah. And uh, when, when was that? 2019? 2018? 2019. Okay. Because it was right when I just recently had swapped locations. Okay. And um, that was my second live. The first live I did on I did on Facebook under my actual name and everything. Right. That was uh, I, I made Holly 
on that fa- on that on that Facebook Live. Okay. Yeah, and then the second one, that character was supposed to have AR-15 rounds in her face, but I haven't made her yet. Okay. The, the time is almost right. Right. Like given all the the, the political turmoil with right. war and everything. Yeah, know? exactly. So. The time's right. I should make her. But yeah. something says not to just Not yet. just yet. Yeah. Now, do you have a um, a time limit of, like, you've got, what, an hour and 15 minutes of your film? It's I've added two new scenes, okay. so it's now like an hour and 20-some minutes. What's, do you have a, a running time that you want to hit, or just when it feels right? Or how, how do you know that you've got this, this is a completed project? An hour and 20 to an hour and 30 was what I wanted. I had to settle for an hour and 15. But then after doing a few film festivals and talking with some people, I was like, no more. We're right. going to put it to the hour and 20. So I, instead, I extended the intro. I keep adding more to the intro. Right. But, yeah. Now, do, do you, is there any particular part that you enjoy like do you, more than the other? Like, you know, directing yourself, editing, setting up the lights, the... Making, uh, you know, the characters. Is there anything that you're like, that's my favorite part of this? Oh, making the characters. Yeah. That's when you get to sit down with them, learn who they are. So the process of making these characters, and we're going to go with Carol with this one. Uh, Carol, uh, I developed her personality in like 2016. Okay. 2016, 2017, maybe 15, I don't know. But um, I would sit with a 40-ounce and uh, just get pretty drunk with it. Right. Put it all on. And, and you would do you would you would drink the forty ounce with with intentions of doing this. No. This no. Okay. No, it just happened. Okay, I, I, just I, I organically happened. Yeah. Okay. So I'd, I'd get pretty drunk and then uh, get in character and just kind of talk to myself and just let it roll out and look at myself in the mirror and talk to myself in the mirror and just get really into it. Right. Then. Uh, when I used to play in a band and used to do music, I would tap into the anger and frustrations. Right. So then Carol instantly latched on to that and became an outlet for frustration. That anger and frustration yep. that you personally had inside. Yeah. And so that's a way that you, for you to channel that. Okay. Better than, uh, better than therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, therapy... This is my therapy. <laughs> I can you, see that, though. You know, sometimes really, you know, being in here uh, alone, especially if you start to get into it and, and, and just forget that there's, you know, thousands of people listening and it's just yourself or right now it's just you and I, you can really say some things and then you think back, ooh, should I have said that? Nope, don't care. It's out you know? in the world. I threw it out there. Yeah. So, so when I go live... Um, I try not to think about how many people are actually watching. I don't, I don't, I don't care about that number. I do not look at it. If yeah. you're interacting with me in the comments, that's where I'm at. Right, right. Um, but of course you have trolls, and I used to be one. So we get to play games back and forth with one another, and that's a good time. But you get banned for defending yourself on TikTok, so that's no fun. Really? So, so you got to have tact. So what are some of these trolls, co- what are they coming at you with? Like, what, what are the, some of the comments that they're trying to throw your way? Oh, it's basic stuff. They, they, they ain't even trying anymore. It's like, they want, they want to attack at a job. Right. And, like, your career is if that makes you the individual. No, your job don't make who you are. You no. make who you are. Your job's just a way for you to live to do the things that you love doing. Exactly. So, I agree with that 100%. I have four side hustles. My job is a director and a, a host. 
but the side hustles allow me to do that. They don't define who I am or a career, just as you're saying there. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've I've encountered that as well. So, <clears throat> one thing when we when we saw your film uh, a couple weeks back, I like the music in it as well. All completely original score. It's uh, you know Destiny Sansbury. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's local to the area. He uh, did the score for it. I gave him the full cut and said, "Here you go. Have fun with it. Right. Try to do a Carpenter Brut kind of feel." And I sent him some like songs like Turbo Killer and uh, Hairspray Hurricane, things like that. Right. And I was like, here, check these out and uh, try to get that vibe matched with these visuals. And I gave him my movie, and he sat with it for about three months. Okay. And he got the score together. And he's going to kill me because now I'm going to have to change some things to it, which means he's now going to have to go back through. And re, yeah. re, reduce some of it. You know, I think... Um, I don't know, whenever I shoot something and then I put it, you know, start editing, there's multiple ways, multiple times that you actually direct. You know, writing is a form of directing when you're actually directing. And then in the editing room, that's part of directing because you're directing which way you want to edit, which way you want this scene to play. So you're a triple threat as far as writing, directing, acting as well. Yes. Um, well, producing, so more a quadruple threat. Um what do you find the most is is there any part of it that you find um the most taxing the most frustrating part the most frustrating part is the editing process because i run through four different passes each pass takes between six to 32 hours so that's brutal yeah i don't that's that like i i I used to shoot uh, a couple years ago i uh we did a series with this goofball named Amos. You, you, did you know him? Oh, you yeah. Know Amos, I did. worked with him on one, okay. one or two things. So, you know, I like Amos. Amos was fine, but he was a, he was a goofy. And uh, so it was often trying to, um, you know, we did, you know, three or four minute little sketches. And just in those little sketches, it would take 10, 12, 14 hours, even longer sometimes, especially if Amos wanted to uh, improvise. Um and people don't realize how long it does take in the editing room to get it right, right. to get just what you want. We gotta gotta watch for like little moments in like even eye movement. You got I look for eye movement a lot. Yeah. And then I try to match when I do a cut. I try to match what those motions were and everything in the room. I, I try to make sure everything's still fluid and going the way it needs to. And if I don't have the shot for it, it'll tip me for a reshoot. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, how many um. Was this one of the tracks that you sent? Oh, that's Turbo Killer. That's one of my... That is, the music video to this song is incredible. And if I make Kenzie's movie, which is the uh, the character that's in all the cop uniform and stuff, her movie's going to be based around the music video to like the way this song inspired by right. heavily by that music video because it's going to be a driving movie more so. Right, okay. Now, you were talking about... When do you, when do you expect to have your film finished up do you have a a date in mind so technically it is done right but now where i've added these two new scenes they're rendering right now okay so i got like what think 12 more hours on the clock yeah uh once those get done tomorrow i'm going to sit down with it and i'm going to put those two scenes together three scenes together and i'm going to send them off to the audio guy let him let destiny go ahead and put everything right make it right and then once i get that back 
uh, I'll inject it into the main film, re-render the entire thing again, once everything's completely re-rendered again, it'll be done. And it should be done this month. Really? What is today? The, 20 the 20 22nd, I think? 23rd. Close enough. 23rd. So it'll be done this month. Completely done. So how does that make you feel, knowing where it started, everything that you've came through, not only with the project, but within your life, because I'm sure there's been changes there too, to seeing the, the light at the end of the, the tunnel, the finish line of the movie. How, how does that make you feel? It's surreal. Yeah. I don't believe it is real. And at the same time, it's not a light at the end of the tunnel because there's still so much more to do. Right, right. It's a train is what's at the end of the tunnel because then once the movie's complete, I don't have a marketing team. I don't have none of this. So I have to figure it all out for myself. Yourself. And are you are you one of these directors, even after it's finished, years afterwards, you're going to be tinkering with it and working on it? Probably not because I'm a, uh, I'm a I'm the type of person that even if I don't like something, yeah. that is character. That's a part of it. Now. Right. Like I might not like that flaw, so I better learn to love that flaw. I better right. Learn to get used to it. Right. So that's how I view that. Okay. So once you're done with the project, it's time to move on to another one. Yep. Now, do you have you you mentioned a, a cop one? Yep. Is Kids. that going to be your your next project? You think? That's up to the fans. Okay. So I let my following decide. There's three movies right now that I can choose. I can choose the direct sequel to uh, Psycho Silico Silico Solutions. Right. I don't have a title for it yet. But uh, Or I can do a side thing and do a side story either with Holly or with Kenzie. If I do Kenzie's, then the music video to Turbo Killers, the kind of the vibe that I want to hit. Right. I want to get close to that. Okay. Which is like surreal, over the top, super colorful. Uh, very 80s. Right. Then Holly's movie uh, is just going to be... It'll be Dawn of the Dead on a lot of psychedelics. Okay. Is what I'm going for. That'll be cool. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead meets World's End meets lots of LSD. Okay. So that's that vibe. Very cool. Now, I'd watched... Um, I'd seen you on Chandler's uh, podcast a few months back, and then you were also at Look Like um, being interviewed. Um, well, you you weren't being interviewed, but maybe Carol was being interviewed. Izzy. At, uh, Izzy at uh, Hi- Highland? Oh, no, Highland. That was me. That was me. Oh, that was you? Highland was me. There was another one I did online, and I was in this outfit for that. I'd um, seen both of them, actually. I've seen both of them. One of them, you're just... Uh, you're uh, answering questions. Yeah, that was a uh, that was for the first film festival. I okay. Did. The movie wasn't done yet. Okay. So I was like rushing myself. Like I was working probably sixteen to twenty some hour days. Uh, I wouldn't sleep. Anxiety wouldn't let me. So right. I was like, no, you work. You wake up. You get your head together. You work. So I was doing. I was pulling sixteens almost every day except for the weekends. Right. And then. Um, I was trying to get it done for a Halloween release because I wanted to show it at the uh, Blackwood Drive-In. Right. And I was trying to get everything ready for that. No go. Right. I, uh, I rushed myself. I had everything together. I showed it to my lead cameraman. I was like, what do you think? He said, it ain't ready. I was like, dude, I'm trying. Like, I'm, I'm rushing to get it. He was like, don't rush it. Right. Stop. Take a break. Go have a beer. Take some time look at it again in a bit so i did i took his advice i I laid off of it for a good chunk of october not all of october two weeks was it difficult for you to do that to step away yes 
it was uh, brutal. I would, I did not want to do that. Yeah, I, I would, I, I would imagine it would be uh, because it's almost like uh, it is. It's a part of you. Yeah. And it's like trying to. I'm not going to get in touch with that part of myself for you know the month of October or whatever it may be. So you got back into that. You uh, saw it with fresh eyes. Sort of fresh. Because right. I was still doing the the TikToks on the side, right? And, like that would still inspire and make me think and get my mind rolling. So, how many TikTok videos do you have on there? No clue. I reposted a lot during okay. the process of making the movie. If I'm working on the movie, we right. repost because my computer's rendering. I can't render something new, and I'm a quality guy. Like right. the quality has to be to the level I want it. Because if it doesn't hit what I see in my head and the way I see it in my head, I'm not satisfied. Right. I, yeah, I can understand that. So let's get back to, the circle back around to uh, Psycho Silico, the title. How Explain this to us. Okay. So Psycho is, well, you know, just right. it, it's a given. Spell it cute, make it fun. Right. And then Silico is, well, a derivative from psilocybin and silicone. Because I'm working plastic surgery, I'm working on silicone heads. Right, right. Then throw in the the psychedelic effect of psilocybin, which is what I consider my personal lifesaver. So, you know, you got to pay homage to what inspired the ideas and makes the visions come to life in the head. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Now, one thing I did enjoy was the, um, the ending credits on, on uh, what, what you showed in Knoxville. And uh, I thought that was very inventive, and I thought that was a nice touch. That's actually the opening credits. I just put them at the end credits for that. Okay. Um, that was pretty much me making sure the viewer knows where I come from. Because right. my, my lead camera operator, again, he's, he's old school. He also isn't a horror buff. He also didn't watch all my TikToks either. So right. he didn't know exactly where this was all coming from. Right. He was like, so that big surgery scene in your movie... He was like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I was like, well, you didn't watch the TikToks. He was like, I was like, because my followers enjoy just, just the visceral, long cut views of the violence. Mm-hmm. They know it's fake. It's the fact that I can make something that you know is obviously fake make you uncomfortable to make you be like, oh, that's that's too much. Yeah, make you squirm in your seat. Yeah. And uh, I did look around, uh, and there were a few people squirming in their seat when your when your uh, film was on there. So job well done. <laughs> John, Perfect. well done. Uh, that was interesting because uh, we had taken our film there in which we didn't even uh, make it for that at all. So it was a fun thing to to be involved in. And Oh, have you got your award in the mail? No, and I'm mad about it because I want to go live and I want to show it off. But in time, I'll, yeah, I'll be patient. Yeah. I'm just impatient. That, when, I, when I saw those... Uh, I uh, I was like, those are actually some pretty cool awards. Right. That's not what I expected, but it was very retro, very 80s horror, and I really, really uh, liked it. And 80s horror is a huge thing for me. Yeah. Like that's, given I don't watch a lot of movies, but the, the, I love lens flares. I love uh, the, uh, I can't think of the name of the lens right now. Creates the really good flare. It's got the big long. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, uh, I want, I want, I want, I want new kits of that. But anyways, like that whole look, that aesthetic, love it. Right, right. Um, so, have you always been um, in into the gaming world? Have you always been, uh, you know, kind of um, that been a little bit of your passion? Absolutely. Uh, Legend of Zelda is actually my biggest 
contributor to me being into the the video game world. Okay, so that kind of spawned, you know, everything kind of grew out of The Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. Majora's Mask was the one. I was playing Stone Tower Temple as a kid in 2001, 2002. And I was going through that dungeon. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want my life to be. This is what I want my living to be. So went to college. So you knew from a very early age, this is the path that I'm going to take. This is what I want to do. Absolutely. Seven or eight. Right, I was like, right. It just it inspired me. It hooked me. Yeah, I, I understand. I was, I was pretty young, too, when I realized. Um, at the time, you know, I didn't know doing a, a radio or anything like that because as a little kid, I didn't really think of that. But as far as, like, uh, you know, directing things and making things and, you know, recording um you know, like theater on uh, cassette tape. You know, I would just play different characters, just myself with voices. So, yeah, I can see how things would, would spawn from the childhood and, and lead into this. Now, is this where you expected to be at at this point in this uh, in your life? Not at all. I threw okay. a dream away. I, I, don't, I didn't throw it away. I traded a dream. So I got into the game industry, and I was working at a AAA game studio. And I remember I went to college for the whole six-year stint to get this position or to work towards this position. Finally got it. I worked there for about a year and nine months or something like that. But I was given an option. You either make your movie or you let go of this AAA game studio career that you have. They offered me a full-time position. They said, however, your movie is going to be a... um, you can't do it now because of the, um, the the legal stuffs. And I was like, oh. I was like, so think about it and let us know what you think. So I, I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to I'm gonna make this movie. I saved up for it. I did all this stuff to get to this, to this point. Yeah. I'm making this movie. Yeah. Um, now, did you expect it to when they told you that? Did that come as, as a surprise to you? Not entirely. Okay. I was kind of ready for it because I wasn't working. I was working as a contractor at right. first. And when they offered me the full-time position, that changes things legally. Okay. It, it, would, it would consider, um, I don't know what I can and can't say. Right. You know. Um, but I just wasn't allowed to have both. So I had, like, the money for my movie was right. actually supposed to be my my down payment for my house. Right. But the housing market is just total trash. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a movie. Time to make the care. movie. Yeah. I understand. I had, I'd, saved, uh, I'd saved up quite a bit when I was doing radio up in D.C., and um, I had... You know, originally hadn't planned to move back to the area. That wasn't the plan. It was only to move back to the area for a few months to film. Right. But a few. This was a, a couple years ago uh, when we did the movie with Andy Dick. Um, but a few months turned into like a few more months, which turned into like six months, which turned into now. And uh, so, yeah, I understand not being where you thought you were going to be and using the money that I'd saved for whatever else. To all right, I gotta finance this entire movie by myself, which is uh, you know what we're doing. Right. I mean, you, you gotta. You've got to do it because no, I mean, really. Yeah, I think it comes down to the people that say they want to do something, and then those that do it. Right. And I'm gonna be the one that does it, and you are too. You have to, because if you don't, it'll just sit there and burn a hole into the back of your head until you finally just do it. And if you don't do it, you're, I, I personally think you're going to be miserable 
being on a path that you truly don't want to be on. Right. You know what I mean? If you truly want to make this movie or whatever, whoever, whatever it may be, but you're doing something else and your heart is not 100% in it, it's not going to be 100% enjoyable. No. So my, the big boss that uh, I worked with at this job at the game studio, me and him had a one-on-one and we were talking about it. And I was like, man, I'll tell you the reason why I'm not taking this opportunity that you all presented me. It's great. Y'all have been the best company I've ever worked for. You've treated me like a real human. You know, you you haven't treated me like another cog in the machine. You treated me great. Um, So it hurts me to have to leave. But I feel like I'll regret something for the rest of my life if I don't take this chance. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what? I, I, I think you're right. And I think you should go for it. And he was like, you will always, if, if I have anything to say about it, you'll always have a home back here if you ever need us again. So well, that's very encouraging to hear that as well. Right. And that made me feel way more confident about jumping. So mm-hmm. a little bit of a safety net. And I don't know how secure that safety net is, right. but secure enough to make me feel comfortable and okay to go with it. Right. Well, that's good to have. That's good to, to definitely have. And uh, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that you're following that dream. And uh, it's going to be a success, I think. So, how many festivals? What do you what do you see for this? Taking this on the festival route, or do you want to go the, um, you know, the midnight drive-in route? I, I know you had mentioned that a couple of times. I want to take it as many places as I can. So you know who Joe Bob Briggs is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I emailed him, and on the way back from the Knoxville Film Festival, I got an email from uh, one of his people that was okay. like, "Hey, Joe Bob forwarded this to me." We want you to put your film in our festival, our like drive-in festival that we're doing in uh, Las Vegas. And I was okay. Like, no way, for real. That would be very cool. Oh, dude, if I can get it. I remember so, him back from the, uh, you know, uh, he he was on Showtime. He did a show on Showtime when I was a kid. They used to give free previews of the channel Showtime, and he would be on there with his movie show, the drive-in show. Yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, the drive-in show. And yeah. It's on Shutter now. Yep. 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 But. uh I'm going to put, after I get the new scenes injected, that's why I have to be quick about it. Right. Because I need them to see the new scenes to make sure that the intro is the way that I want it to be. Right. So um, once I get that situated, because I love the drive-in. It's where I saw my first horror movie. Which which was your first one that you saw at the drive-in. Help me out here because I'm bad with names. It's the, uh, it has Owen Wilson in it. It's a big haunted house. It's called The Haunting. That's it. So that was my first horror movie I'd ever seen, and it was at Blackwood. That's why I right. want my movie to show at Blackwood. Because, okay. yeah. Um, I watched that and Deep Blue Sea. Okay, Deep Blue Sea, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember those, and I, I saw both of them. Interesting uh, side bit, Owen Wilson at the time, he, they, uh, he hadn't yet discovered that comedy was what he was going to do. So they were putting him in different kind of movies around that time. He did an action movie with Gene Hackman. He did The Haunting with Liam Neeson. And then he did some action comedies with Jackie Chan. So around that time, they didn't know what to do with him. But The Haunting, is, was that one of your uh, early favorite movies? No, it was just the first horror movie okay. I watched that made me traumatized and I had to sleep with the nightlight still. What was the part? Do you remember the part or was it the movie as a whole? Well, it was the movie as the whole for one, but the scene where he, where Owen Wilson gets got. Yeah. I, I hated that because he was the guy that I liked in the film. Yeah. He was the happy guy, yep, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he had the ping pong thing, yep. the, the the paddle thing. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I, I've, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I've only watched it once, and it was back then. I'm shocked I can remember that. I guess because it traumatized. Oh, that and the harp hitting that girl in the face. Yeah, she I do survived, remember. didn't she? Yeah, she did survive. Yeah. Um, what about the movie Cabin Fever? Have you seen Cabin Fever? Never watched it. Heard of it? Have, and I want to watch it because I know about the little twist in it, and that makes me want to watch it even more. Okay, okay. I would say if you watch the first. Cabin Fever, ha- I'm not going to say it's a great movie. It does hold a special place in my heart. And in the year 2009, I watched it every day for six months. <laughs> <laughs> or listened to the audio commentary by Eli Roth, which I'd love to meet Eli Roth. Shaun of the Dead was that movie for me. Okay. Shaun of the Dead was the movie that made me want to make movies. Right. Because I just loved it so much. Um, but it, it's still probably one of my most favorite films. You know, I've tried to... Is, is that the movie that you would say that that's when you were like, yes, I do want to make movies with, with Shaun of the Dead? That was the movie that made me want to make movies, but yeah. it wasn't the movie that made me feel like I could make movies. Okay. So, uh, like, there's the things that make you want to do stuff, but then there's the things that are like, oh, okay, I think I can do yeah, this. Yeah, And Terrifier was it for me. Right. That and uh, Quentin Tarantino's first film, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, uh, a, a classic. Love uh, it's, it. I can never uh, name my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie because... Uh, Reservoir Dogs has a. That actually was one of the first, the second uh, movie that I'd seen of his after Pulp Fiction, um, which we actually did Pulp Fiction a couple of weeks ago in the film or on the show. But Reservoir Dogs is an amazing uh, piece of work as well. It's definitely one up there for me. Who would you say? Who Who's your favorite? Oh, uh, Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink. Okay. Down. Okay. He's the smartest one he, out of all of them. And he's one of the only ones. He gets the diamonds and he leaves. Yeah. I mean, everyone else gets uh, shot, don't they? Yeah, they get too emotional. They yeah. get too connected. And also, there was a cop. Right. And then, uh, yeah, Mr. Pink grabs the diamonds. He's out of there. He knew. He knew. He, he, they should have listened to Mr. Pink from the Yeah, they should have. So, if you were to write, uh, if, you were, if, if you were to say, you know, any film that's out there that exists now, but it would be made by you, that you made it, what, what film would that be? Taurus Trap. Okay. Because I'm so disappointed in it. Okay. So disappointed. Everybody was like, "You gotta watch it," because of the mannequin faces and all the mannequins. And like, you gotta watch it. I was so bored with it, and I'm sorry to say that for people who love that film, but it just it feels very seventies. Yeah. But I did recently watch uh, Frankenhooker with my girlfriend. Okay. Love it. That movie has a has a charm to it that I wasn't expecting it okay. to have. And I was like, okay, so when at the uh, at the Knoxville Film Festival and the FrankenCon, right? Uh, we we got to meet the girl who played uh, Frankenhooker, right? And I'd never heard of the movie before, didn't know anything about it, and I was like, oh, she's super cool, she's a really sweet person. We have to watch this movie, right? So me and my girlfriend last week actually sat down and watched through it, and I was like, oh, it's so good. My only complaint is I want more Frankenhooker. Okay. It. Yeah, didn't have enough of her. Need more of her in there. <laughs> I've heard of it, but I've I've never I've never actually. What did you watch it on? Where Tubi. Did, okay. Yeah, it's free. Go check it Might out. Might be something to check out. And Terrifier. I've been very um, but I've seen scenes of them each one and two, but not the complete feature. So I want to try to check those out. Terrifier is actually going to be going back to theaters. I don't think it ever got a theatrical release to begin with. So yeah, the first one didn't. I don't think. Yeah, so I think just the second one did. The nineteenth. I don't know which theaters it's supposed to be playing at, but it has a theatrical release going on soon. Now, speaking of theatrical release, um, 
after the show tonight, I'm going to show you the the theater over the the theater over there. So hopefully we might be able to get your uh, film showing there if you'd want. That would be fantastic. And uh, you know maybe in the future, hopefully we could maybe do some kind of a a local film festival. I would love that. This area I, needs something to spark that inspiration. I do too because I I I, I often wonder if if there were more people inspired by that if they would be more people that would be willing to put themselves out there and do things because a lot of people don't want to be on camera just right. like a lot of people don't want to be on the radio i didn't um, want to be on camera yeah but i have to and that's one reason why i like the mask so much right because it's not me it's it's izzy it's carol it's kenzie it's holly it's right. not me you can do things behind the mask that you can't really do as yourself right which is often which is actually why i wore the sunglasses the first hour of the show perfect because I, I feel more uh at ease uh you know kind of hidden a little bit behind the masks yeah so tyler Payne, it's been a fun show tonight is an hour already up? yeah it's it's oh, approaching wow. the last uh the last minute we're gonna have to have you back on the uncensored podcast i would love to so we'll do that very very soon you want to give out your social media plugs once again yeah, so if you want to, find me on TikTok, Instagram at PsychoSilico, that's S-Y-C-O-P-S-I-L-I-C-O. And uh, yeah, that was, that was uh, like I said earlier, I did write that name down multiple times. And I'd showed, I'd showed Lana and a couple of other people some of the, some of the promo f- uh, pictures you showed uh, sent me in the amazing. The amazing. one you used is actually a behind-the-scenes shot from Silico Solutions. Okay. Yeah. So a little behind the scenes there for people that want to go and check that out. That is on the Other People's Show or Ryan Parker on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, to check out your uh, your TikTok. Well, uh, it's amazing. It really is. And it's something that, that um, when people go there and check it out, it's going to be memorable. It's going to be something they're going to want to go back. Just if for nothing else, just to say, I can't believe that I actually, what am I seeing here? I, that's I hope. Yeah. Because that's what Shea St. John was for me. So I hope I can do that for others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, we look forward to having you back on. Like always, thanks for the audience for listening tonight. You can go on the Other People Show on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, or TikTok. And check out the Real Talk next week. We're going to be doing either the movie Dick Tracy or Eyes Wide Shut. And Wednesday, we're going to be talking about... Eric Smith on The Dark Place. Tyler, thank you for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. You all have a good night.